Evie. Ha! <laughs> Cheers, Cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. How's it going? Good. That first one's always tough, huh? Ooh, it, it is. Yeah. It gets easier. But... It does get easier. <laughs> It's better. That first one is. It gets better. Hashtag it gets, it gets better. better. Just keep drinking. That first one's rough. Yeah. Maybe don't keep drinking if you're an alcoholic, though. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm not judging you. I'm just, you know, yeah. saying maybe. Maybe. Maybe quit drinking. Maybe yeah. keep drinking. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe we shouldn't talk about Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't drinking. talk about things <laughs> that are outside of our expertise. Which is most things. Pretty so. much everything. So we're going to continue doing this podcast and continue sharing our expertise with the world. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How was your week? Um, uh, pretty uneventful. How about you? Um, try to think. Mm. I yesterday. Well, we were supposed to have this really awful ice storm, yeah. which didn't happen. Thank goodness. Um, but I uh, I wanted to ice skate so bad, so I thought you I could have. But I mean, the roads were icy. Well, this was my backyard, so I. Had these old skates, so I tried it for like 0.2 seconds. Of course, I in your backyard. Yes, I fell. I love that so much. Well, because it was there was an ice. I mean, it was like rink. Did you have actual ice skates on? Where I'll show you the picture where I fell, and I'm actually going to post it. You can see where my head and my arms (laughs) and everything. An ice angel. Yeah, so it's like one of those outlines of a body. Oh. Oh, another thing that I did this week, I literally got trapped in my bedroom for two and a half hours because the door handle fell off. <laughs> that was, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just the most ridiculous thing. Like the door handle was broken and I should have fixed it or had somebody fix it regardless. But I hit, I was messing with it. So the other, the inside, you know, the inside part of the handle was not in my room. I don't know where it was. And then I shut the door and the outside part of the handle just fell off. For the life of me, like, you can't just put something in there and move it. Like, it was difficult. So I was stuck. Finally, I had to, like, go to social media. And, like, I looked on YouTube, everything. But somebody sent me this video to show, like, this way to do You were going to go to social media. Like, somebody help me. I did. I called my mom. Everybody. But my mom's like, well, I can't get into your apartment because it's, you know, it's an apartment. So I couldn't let her in. But even if she could, my apartment, the front door would be locked. So... (laughs) And that, so I couldn't go out the window because then front door would be locked. So I just sat in there. So then, well, first of all, I just decided to take a nap because I was stuck there anyway. And then after I woke up, then I was like, okay, you know, I, so I was rationing out. I had one banana and a water because I was afraid like I was going to be stuck in a I was afraid I was going to be stuck in there overnight. You so I was like, totally made a naked and afraid video for me. I was, I mean, I, well, it, for you. Well, I told you how we like to make the fake naked and afraid videos. Okay. I don't know that I should be making a naked any video for you, but well, you don't have to actually be naked in <laughs> yes. them. Well, I so I did literally like ration out this banana because I was like, well, if I'm gonna be in here all night, <laughs> so I just ate like little bites of it, like a mouth, like, <laughs> and, and but after like a couple hours, my cousin finally sent this like the right YouTube video that showed like, and it's not easy. It's hard to explain, but there's like this little circular part and you have to kind of get something in there and everybody was like oh take the door off like I have any fucking clue how to take a door off they're like oh is a screwdriver this like I literally definitely do not have a screwdriver in my bedroom or any tools for that matter in my bedroom and I literally, it was so funny everybody's like take the door off and like knock the screw out and I was like I don't know how to what like do people take doors off do you know how to take a door off uh-uh. if somebody said take a door off would you be like like am I I'm not stupid for not knowing to take a door off yeah, so people were like, just do this, do that. And finally, they found this, like, with my exact little door thing. Then I had to, like, get this little tiny, um, well, I used a bobby pin, like, the sharp side, pulled the, like, rubber thing off and just push it up. Because you had to go, like, up and under uh-huh. like, where the hand was. It was intense. So <laughs> that was the most exciting thing about my week um, was that. Oh, and that is hilarious. I didn't just survive. I thrived. You did. And I, I'm, yeah. How I'm, much of that banana was left when you got out? Um, well, when I got out, I celebrated and ate the whole thing. Okay. So I was like, okay. There was some yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was rationing it. So I didn't know, I didn't know how long I'd be there. What if I was there overnight and I didn't have anything well, to eat? Well, where was your sister? Like, why? She was at her boyfriend's house and I did text her, but I mean, she's out on Bloom Hill Hills. Uh, I mean, if I was stuck there overnight, I would have desperate times, but I didn't know. So I, and I saved my water. I just took like little sips. <laughs> 
Um, and then I was worried I was going to have to go to the bathroom and I was like, how are we going to do this? But yeah, so I got out at about two and a half hours. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. I'm, Welcome back. My life is ridiculous. I am so, so happy to hear that you made it out. I'll have to tell you another time about when I got, when I went to the Southfield Nature Center and got lost for almost four hours. Oh, I think you did yeah. tell me about that. <laughs> and made a walking stick yes. And, yes. Dra- yes. and, yes. and I drank me. pond water. Yeah. That's when we had our first conversation about the Naked and Afraid video. Yes, I, that was, yeah. I was that too. So, okay. But, so, oh, but you know what? You didn't see Bombshell with us last week. No. How was it? Was it was it amazing? so good. I highly recommend it. You know what it's about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's about the Fox News. Mm-hmm. Megan Kelly. Scandal with Roger Ailes. Yeah. Yes. And fucking Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly was unbelievable. She's one of the great ones. She's a phenomenal actress. I will say one of the... You know, I mean, I personally do like award shows from time to time. Yes, you do. Um, but sometimes I don't really care that much about them. But I stayed up and waited so long to make sure that Charlize Theron won for her role in Monster. Because that was the most incredible transformation I've ever seen. And well, if you think of Monster and then you see her as Megan Kelly, you're going to be blown oh, away so- even more. Because her transfer... It's There are moments where... It literally looks like Megan Kelly, like yeah. the way they shot her and the way they did her makeup and everything, and then her vocal drop, like the way she vo- her vocal pitch, yeah, so fucking good. I mean, it was great all the way around, but I mean, her performance, like she really, yeah, I thought embodied. Awesome. Well, I'm I will rent it the second it comes out. You should because it's super good. All right. Well, should so we that, do the news? Yeah, let's do Speaking the news. Speaking of news, oh, good segue. Wow. I like that. I came in too hot. I'm so excited about the news. Jesus. Okay. Are we doing... Here he, here he. Here he, here he. Are we doing the new sound effects too? Yeah. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. What is that? That was a different noise. Beep, 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 beep. I feel like half the news is us talking about our sound effects. I know, but it's so good. I really think it brings it home, like that old school breaking news. Or we could do, like, remember, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess this is what happens. Um, the, like, alarm on the TV. Oh, no, that's just, no, 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 no. That's an emergency it? broadcasting system. We're not emergency broadcasting. Okay. Not yet. What if we were called not to be the... Not until the apocalypse. What if we were called to be the emergency The zombie apocalypse. For the world. For the world. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds just literally like it. This sounds exactly like it. Like, they should hire you. Maybe they did. That's why I'm independently wealthy. Mm. Just kidding. I'm independently poor. Okay, so. News. News. All right. Breaking news. Mm-hmm. The latest, breakingest news. This is breaking January 8th at 2.55 p.m. Yeah. Five days ago. This is the hottest news <laughs> off the presses, motherfuckers. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll go since I already started that. Um, <laughs> well, last week we talked about Kevin Bacon and his, um, you know, horrible, gruesome, horrible, murder, horrible yeah. murder. Well, a little update: uh, the judge orders a mental exam for man charged in grizzly grinder slaying. Ugh, who came up with grizzly grinder slaying? Oh, Somebody they love came up with that. that. Yeah, I um, mean it's good alliteration. Yeah, uh, Mark Latunsky. Charged with killing and mutilating a man he met on the da- dating app Grinder, believes he's a noble person from Wales. Court document he states. Coincidentally, kind of looks like Charles Manson. But <laughs> let me just repeat that. He <laughs> believes he's a noble person from Wales. So, but but also, um, so what? No, does he think that he's that uh, the Countess, the body Elizabeth Bath? Yes, maybe. Um. Probably, I don't know. It's just like, it's like, I don't know that he had to say anything else to be considered fucking insane. However, I don't, like, we talked about this a little bit before. I don't think that, like, pleading insanity is the same as it used to be. Like, this motherfucker will still go to jail and rot in jail. And, um, you know, I, I, but now he's, like, going off the rails and saying that. And, I mean, not to mention, like, 
I mean, I, it sounds to me like he does have some significant mental health issues that he does need some severe help for. I know, but but it's just it's it's so. I mean, it, it's so far away from needing help, and not that we sh- he shouldn't be helped, but it, it's he just took it. <laughs> you know, like it's not needing. It's not just. It's not just running down the street and screaming. You're a noble person from Wales. I mean, he literally, in a calculating way murdered somebody yeah you know so and and it was a sexualized murder yeah like it just to me it doesn't like their mental health is such a you know it's it's this screamingly loud issue that needs to be dealt with absolutely i don't and a lot of people with mental health issues don't go around murdering people. most people most of us don't yes yes so i don't think i just i almost don't want to put him under that the blanket of that term because it's, it's just a different I don't know. It's not something like he needed help for this. If he would have gotten help, it wouldn't have. I just think that there's such a malicious intent about him, you know? Like, it's not that he just needed help. Like, it, I don't know. It's just. Listen, I don't want to defend this guy in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, I hear you. Yeah. So, the judge ordered exams for Mark Latinsky, 50, during a a probable cause conference in the 6th District Court of Corona. Latinsky, Latinsky. Latunsky, who attended the hearing via video feed, was arraigned, arraigned December 30th on charges for open murder um, and uh, mutilation of a body in the killing of Kevin Bacon, who was 25. Uh, his, his lawyer submitted a motion for uh, Latinsky to go undergo uh, to undergo competency and forensic evaluation, which Shiawassee Chief D- District Judge Ward L. Clarkson approved. I'm wondering if he has a public defender or if he's hired an attorney. Um, that's a good question, actually. I I, I don't. I would assume, guess he's got a PD. Yeah, cover, yeah. Um, so the process might take sixty to ninety days, if not longer, and further court sessions are on hold until the report is submitted. Um, so yeah, so that's where they're at with the case that he's. And just like well, and here's the deal though. Like once, so he goes for an evaluation, mm-hmm. and they say, "Yeah, he's batshit." Okay. So what they do is then they put him on a course of medicines. Until he's balanced out and is capable of standing trial at that point, right? Okay. So that's what happens. So it's not, so it has more to do with how the trial, uh, how. It's making sure that he's competent to stand trial. It's not saying, I mean, the insanity defense can still stand and can still be used, right? Like that's a set, like the defense of him is separate from. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's okay. So what happens if he, what happens if he's not. Uh, competent to stand trial. Well, if he's not competent to stand trial, then they keep him in. They just execute him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> I'm. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'm just going to censor myself. Okay. Self censorship. I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I'm just going to. So the execute thing was a joke in poor taste, but I do not believe in the death penalty. Wait, but <laughs> sorry. So what they'll do is they'll they'll essentially he'll be admitted to the psych hospital. Okay. And he'll be put on med- medicine medication. Until he's competent to stand trial. Okay. So basically after X period, X amount of time goes by, they'll reevaluate him. And if the medication is helping him and he is now competent to stand trial, then he can stand trial. And if he's never, I mean, has that ever happened where they're never competent to stand trial? Like, I don't think so. No. I mean, I don't know. Where, yeah. I have no idea. <clears throat> but in my vast wisdom, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they get you to a point of where you're capable of standing trial. So if he... It, during the trial, if he, you know, if it's, I, I feel like that, like, I mean, you're way more versed in this than I am, but I feel like this whole, like, um, not guilty by insanity is kind of a farce. Like, that doesn't. Well, okay. So, it's, if somebody is found not guilty for reasons of insanity, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, yeah, I don't even know. Because, I mean, it just. To me, it's so like him saying that he's, uh, you know, a noble person from Wales. I don't. It's so far from him actually meeting this kid from well, young man from Grinder and murdering him. You know, it's just it. Yeah, he can still be crazy, but that crime is just. It's not like something happened while he was running down the street saying that. You know, like it's. Just, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't understand. But I think ultimately, if you're found not sane you still have to like go to a psychiatric hospital yeah well yeah he definitely needs to go to something i mean but yeah i don't know yeah i mean i've never 
Well, we're definitely going to keep up on this case because it does um, hit close to home. Yeah, very close to home. It's, um, you know, it, it's so sad that it happened. Uh, the only good that came out of it that he, is that he was caught because I, from what we know, this wouldn't have been, uh, you know, uh, his one crime. It probably would have happened again. Oh, so. yeah. Um, okay, well, my next story is a good story. Yay. Uh, marriage equality finally legal in Northern Ireland. Um, anybody who knows anything about Northern Ireland knows that uh, that's a pretty big step. So marriage equality is the law of the land in Northern Ireland beginning today. Yay. Sláinte. I like that. Sláinte. It's been a complicated road for Northern Ireland to join the rest of the United Kingdom in legalizing both same-sex marriage and abortion. And that happened, uh, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. But after the UK's parliament stepped in following a collapse of the part of Northern Ireland, of the part of Northern Ireland government, the day when, wait, Sorry. But after the UK's parliament stepped in following a collapse of the part... That is a really difficult sentence for me. <laughs> Third time. Three times. Okay. Three times. Three times. Fast. You know what? I'm just going to go with... Um, it basically happened in... <laughs> An amendment to the Northern Ireland Executive Form- Formation, uh, etc. Act 2019 makes... Clear makes clear the UK Parliament will determine the legality of abortion and marriages. The only way the act from Westminster could have been stopped was if a new Northern Ireland government formed by October 21st last year, which did not occur. So it basically passed by default. So, but it's still legal. So, yeah. As of Monday morning, same-sex couples can register with the government and have their unions legally recognized, according to the BBC, which means the first legal ceremonies can take place as soon as February 10th. Northern Ireland also established recognition for civil partnerships. It's a good day for Northern Ireland, an important day for citizens' rights across these islands, and an exciting day for same-sex couples who can now register to marry, said Labour MP Connor uh, Connor McGinn. I love that name, Mm -hmm. Connor McGinn. Um, Amnesty International applauded the development. For too long, LGBT plus people in Northern Ireland have been treated as second-class citizens, said Patrick Corrigan, Northern Ireland's director of Amnesty International. So today is an incredible moment for same-sex couples who can finally marry and have their relationship recognized as equal. You know what? I stand with Amnesty International in applauding Northern Ireland. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Super weird delivery of that statement, but you know what? I stand with them, too. Um, yeah, you go, Northern Ireland. Yay. Yay. Uh, if there are any Northern Ireland uh, women that would like to get married, I do. Because I would move to Northern Ireland. Well, you know what? Actually, I've been to Northern Ireland. And yes, I would marry. I do like the proximity. Um, but it is a little, it's different. It's South too far is, south. Um, what? Well, you like way more northern. I know. Like, trust. Everybody knows. I'm just waiting for that special someone from Norway or Finland to, <laughs> you know, pop up. But, I mean, I would still, anywhere in Europe. Literally anywhere in Europe. I would even go south. Maybe. I mean, I would. Greece. Anywhere. Anywhere in Europe. Spain. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I love. Yeah. I love Europe. A Europhile? Is that what they call it? Are you? I don't know. Is, is that, that what you want to call yourself? You can call be, yourself that. No, but I should probably research you the term probably, and make sure yeah, that. It could be something really, really bad. Really offensive. Yeah, so. I don't want to be a Europhile. Yeah, that sounds like it could be right. No, I don't. Self-proclaimed Europhile. Nicole. Shut up. Now you're like putting it in, in the heads and hearts of our listeners. I'm just kidding. Um, or but, am I? I don't know. Anyway. I stand with Amnesty International. All right. You sound like a droid. But yeah, so I... Dig it. And anybody from anywhere, I'll marry you. Okay, go ahead. Your news. Okay, my news. I quit. New Trump advice. Oh, you quit? Is that my news? That's my, your news is, <laughs> I quit. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Breaking news. <laughs> new, new Trump advisor, Jenna Ellis, is a homophobe who says gays deserve HIV. Thank you, Jenna. Yet another major homophobe has joined Donald Trump's inner circle. Jenna Ellis, recently named a senior legal advisor to Trump and his re-election campaign, comes with a long history of anti-LGBTQ activism and rhetoric, including defense of conversion therapy and anti-Muslim comments and other extreme right-wing stances. Great. Christians, according to her, cannot follow God and accept or condone or participate in homosexuality or adulterous behavior. 
She is a lawyer and a Fox News contributor who has worked with several Christian right groups uh, to promote these agendas. When President Barack Obama named New York City's Stonewall Inn a national monument in 2016, she called the site a national monument to our open embrace and celebration of sin. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Debauchery! Hell yeah! She also said gay and bisexual men have high rates of HIV because we cannot escape God's moral law and his supremacy. Fuck right off. More recently, she criticized Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg, gay man who's been outspoken about his Christian faith, by saying, if Pete Buttigieg is going, to, I, should, I feel like I should use voices for awful people. Do it. Like the sort of Sarah Palin-esque voices, you know? Like, if Pete Buttigieg is going to invoke the name of his creator, he should read for himself what his creator says about homosexuality in the Bible. Truth doesn't change, regardless of the culture or the Dem's identity politics. So all that reminds me of is Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> right. I think that sounds more like the Drop, yeah. It Which does. I Kirstie Alley. absolutely adore. It's pro <laughs> It's in my top five favorite movies. Hairy legged livers, but yes, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I mean, just she's just incredibly homophobic, and this is another in a long list of advisors to Trump's well, either uh, administration and or his campaign who are anti-LGBTQ, and so you can count on them directing his campaign and his policies as they are. Against well, LGBTQ she'll people. Only be there so, for a couple months, so. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, nobody laughs. Nobody. So, <laughs> see you on the other side, sweetheart. All right. So, next up, we have this is a happy piece of news from okay. around the globe our friends in China. Okay. There's a Chinese ad featuring a gay couple that challenges the country's taboos. An advertisement featuring gay subtext is challenging cultural taboos in China. Tmall, which is one of the largest e-commerce platforms in the Asian nation and is owned by Alibaba, ran a 23-second spot in which a man introduces his male partner to his family on the Chinese New Year. Oh, wow. Mom, this is Kelvin, the man tells his shocked mother as she opens the door. Younger female members of the family appear amused by the reaction to their elders. Time to eat some popcorn and watch the show of, you know, the coming out. Sure. The popcorn is indeed presented when Kelvin calls the family's patriarch dad at the dinner table. It's quick. It's very That's quick. That's bold and quick. <laughs> so you introduce your partner and they already call your parents dad. dad? But that's where the subtext comes in, you know. Daddy? No, it okay. was just dad, thank okay. goodness. Yeah. But the ad went viral. <laughs> the ad went viral. It went viral. It went viral. Yeah, We're definitely going to say viral. Not a while. only it, do we break the news here, but we break the newest words. Yeah, so it's viral. It's viral. That sounds like it. It went viral on Weibo, which is Chinese, the China equivalent of Twitter, where it's been viewed millions of times. In the caption, Love Matters, an organization that promotes sex education, praised Tmall for supporting LGBTQ people and, note, and noted how it's important for the community to be visible, to be seen by the public, and to be recognized. In a statement to the news outlet, Alibaba was vague about the commercial's queer subject matter. Chinese New Year is a time for family reunion and inclusion, and the ad is a creative expression to celebrate such an occasion. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of a cool little uh, yeah. bright spot in that part of the world. Excellent. I like it. Yeah. Great. Good news. Good news. Yay! I always feel like somebody's watching me. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay, so remember this time. It was just the other night. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to start a fight. I don't want to talk about it. But it was just the other night. I just don't. I don't want to talk about it. That's all I got. Because I don't remember anything else. I still have somebody's watching me in my mind, so it's very hard. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah. I made a TikTok with my dog with that. So I'm yeah. not surprised by that somehow. How? Oh, with your obsession with TikTok. It's, it's, I mean, the amount of time I spend on the app is disgusting. Anyway. 
Anyway, Ooh, that's an alarm. In okay. case what we were saying at the top of that little oh, yeah. segment here doesn't make sense to you, it's the intro song to the, the real, real L word. word. So we're going to bring some real life drama to you this week. Yeah. Everything you see in that show is real. That's Absolutely what real. I kind of think it is because it's kind of messy. Well, I'm sure, but it's also super edited. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, it's edited to make to to create a storyline and to show you the things that they want to show you about these people, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's characters. That's reality shows. Yeah, there's characters that. Yeah, that, it's. I'm tricky. not saying that these things didn't happen, but I'm also not saying that producers didn't help them along. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know. Yeah, I mean, which I'm, isn't necessarily real, but it's still real. Yeah, but I mean, it's Unreal. Have you watched Unreal? Yes, and so I good. really like it. That's where I met her. Yeah, so that's right. Um, I fucking love her. I can't think of her name. Candace Zimmer. Yes, love, love, love. Ooh, she's. Oh, wait, are you talking about the? No, Candace Zimmer. Nope, Candace Zimmer. Yep. She is so. She... You're not talking about Rachel. Then. No, talking I'm talking. About... Yeah. Um, and we're not at all talking about the real L word, so we should stay on top. Yes, the real L word. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to go into Entourage, which is a douchey show, but I watched. I never saw that one. It doesn't surprise me, and you shouldn't, but I definitely saw all of it. Anyway. So the real L word. The real L word. So Since we did the L word the, last week. The and, fake L word last week. Right, which obviously is super, like, documentary-like. Yeah, if you are a very wealthy white woman living in Los Angeles skinny beautiful yeah like a documentary Which actually like. quite frankly is a lot of the people that live in los angeles so so it's not surprising yeah. that the real l word cast follows along the same kinds of lines i mean you've got a bet and tina you've got the jill and nikki characters which are like the biggest snooze on that show i fell asleep sorry who are you talking about yeah exactly jill and nikki the bet and tina of the show Oh, the couple that we yeah. were trying to figure out her, the one who said, I'm the straightest gay person you'll ever yeah. meet. So, a couple things. The real L word. First of all, it's a little dated, obviously. Everything's Super dated. dated. So, it, it's it's hard to watch anything from 2010 and not cringe. You know, the haircuts. <laughs> yes. the Just the everything that they say. Even saying, like... It wouldn't surprise me if that chick was like, I can't believe I said that the whole like, oh, for sure. Because to, you know, it's disgusting that she said it. And yet at the same time, like, I know I've said disgusting things in my past too. Right. I mean, I'm like probably said disgusting things like two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to judge, but I'm going to judge a little because that's the point of this podcast. So the show is fucking ridiculous. Hilarious. But uh, I watched every episode. Absolutely. And I made fun of everybody the entire time. And, had a great time doing it. And right? so that's probably what we're going to do a little bit of today. Yeah. And although we're going to try to keep it not super catty. Yeah. Because I mean, they put themselves out there, you know, it, it and that's is the one thing that I was thinking about was like, they really did kind of put themselves out there in a certain way. And regardless of whether or not it was because of self promotional reasons, they still put their lives out there in a way that, uh, Privacy. Yeah. I mean, like you didn't really have an option. It's not like they had an option to say, okay, cut this thing that I don't want people to see about me. Right. Like, I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know what their contracts mm, are like. Yeah. But I don't, from the, but I doubt it. From the show. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's vulnerable. So a little bit about the show. Um, actually the show came out there in were three seasons. Three seasons, yeah. The show came out in 2010, Ish. I do believe, which we're going to look up while we're talking. Keep talking. <laughs> um, and pretend I'm not looking anything up, but how would we not look up the date that they came out? I love it. This is the real queered podcast where we're actually real and we have no fucking clue what we're doing. 2010. Okay. I, I was right. Boom. 2010. Okay, so... At three seasons, and it follows a group of lesbians. The first two seasons follow a group of lesbians uh, in, in and around some LA. Changes in like cast members. Yeah, but, yeah. And then the third season is by coastal, so you have New York and LA. The first season. Interesting that they didn't introduce a bisexual in their bi coastal season, or well, did they? I don't remember. Okay, so there's definitely. Uh, okay, so I don't know if there's uh, actual bisexual representation, 
where they talk about it, but I know, I know Romy like, sleeps with a guy at some point, well, but she, she also doesn't identify as bi. She identifies as a lesbian, so that pissed a bunch of people off at the time. But she identifies as bi now. Okay. So I, I might have followed her on some social medias just to kind of see what they're all up to. And, I, and she was married to a man for a while, and it was super, like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is going to sound kind of dickish, but she was married to this dude who made these like YouTube videos. It was all kind of cringy. I have to say, <laughs> and I did look her up a long time ago. Cause I was kind of curious where they were all at, but um, it, there was some cringy stuff, but we're all there. You can look up any of my stuff and it's all cringy. So, um, but she definitely married a man. So I don't know if she's still married, but she did. And she talks a lot about bi-representation. So. Well, that's cool. But at the time. Uh, but she wasn't representing herself that way on the show. And no, no, no. At the so time, when the it was dude lesbian. came in, it, it kind of became like this thing. Yeah. I mean, sexual fluidity should just be sort of a okay thing, I think, in general. But it's but 2010. When and, so, yeah. Well, and also, when you're when you're. I think when you're purporting to be a show about representing X and then you represent Q, it's, that's where people start to complain. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like if they, if they had said, you know, not just, I mean, it's the real L word though. So like, what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. Do the real LB word or the real LGBT word? No. Cause there were no trans people. No. Yeah. Well, I think at the time, um, representation wasn't, it, not that it wasn't important, but it wasn't kind of a buzzword. And so they weren't like representing the whole kaleidoscope of people sure. I mean, back. absolutely. But yeah. I mean, I think that like, that's sort of, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's been a challenge for by the bi community in sure. general, in terms of both the straight community and the queer community, you know, finding a place to sit, you know, it's like straight people think you're just gay or, and queer people think that you're just, straight biding your time yeah. until you find that you know what I'm saying so I, like not being able to just be openly bi on the show which I think if she had been openly bi on the show less criticism I think it would have been less criticism criticism and maybe that's not true it might have been criticism because well now we've got a bi character and like Ugh, you yeah. know I mean like you can't fucking please everybody so no. um yeah and which is definitely something I want to talk more about in the future because I think that's really an interesting I, I mean yeah, so we'll get to that. So yeah. The, the so let's talk about, I guess, who the cast of characters is. Okay, so first season, um, so the, the whole show, I, f I don't want to say for sure, but I kind of think like Whitney Mixter is the like main character. Yeah. So, you know, so she's this. I think she becomes the main character because she, I don't know if she's necessarily who they've decided to fixate on in the first season. Yeah. I sort of like, I feel like in the first season, they really wanted to focus on the more married couples. Yeah. But I don't even remember them. That's how memorable. Well, there, was the, there was the, there was the Jill and Nikki characters who were like the Bettentina. Okay. The ones that were like super wealthy, very white, very thin, very lovely and planning their dream wedding. Oh yeah, they yes. wanted, it was they wanted be... to spend like all the money on the planet for a single day, which was sure. just, is just the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, if you want to get married and you want to spend all your money on a single day, I'm just telling you right now, I'm judging you, and you're stupid. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's um pretty low key, but okay. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm judging so... you, I'm judging you, I'm judging you. Uh, so okay, so then we had so the married couple. And then there was the other married couple, Corey and... Nope, they're not... Oh, they're not married. Nope, they're, they're not... On, they don't come until the second season. Oh, I they thought they were in the first season. No. So the first season, they're the, they're the like, my favorite, obviously, everybody's favorite, but they don't show up until the second season. So the first season was... Um, and then it, Claire, Claire moves from New York right. to L.A., and Claire had a girlfriend in New York, but she kind of leaves her and she, she's her ex-girlfriend. self-proclaimed producer. Which I want to know, what do you need, what, what are the qualifications that you need to have to call yourself a producer? Oh, uh, a Other podcast, than, we're producers. We're producers. Fucking bam. I'm a producer. Oh, we high five. High five. And we're not even high fiving kind of girls. We're producers. We're producers. I'm actually going to say that all the time. Because <laughs> we do. Put that on your new OkCupid okay profile. Oh, yeah. I got to get back to that. Uh, nothing so nothing anyway. new in that area. Let me just explain that. that <laughs> I deleted the app, so I haven't. 
visit it and wow. Anyway, so, okay, so back to the show. Claire so, moves from New York yep, to L.A. To be with a, an ex-girlfriend. So she leaves a girlfriend to be with an ex-girlfriend. Um, also known as she got an opportunity to be on the show, so she moves to L.A. to be on the show. Probably, so yeah. And not in a bad way because, fuck, I mean, I, if, I mean, the thing with reality TV is, well, aside from the fact that I love it, Vanderpump Rules, anyway, reality TV is ridiculous, but it's also, I mean, if, if you can have the skills to pay the bills, like, if it just takes care of shit, then do it. You know, I would. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm not, I feel like I would, I feel like I would. I mean, I like, feel like you wouldn't. I feel like you definitely would not be on a reality show at all. Because the way you're looking at it right now, makes, it looks like you want to. Just... No, I'm not. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you. I, I, I feel like you wouldn't. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. I think it depends on the reality show, to be honest. But I feel like you would if it was like a baking challenge or something. But I'm not. Like, a, I'm not a baker. Well, I mean, not like literally, but I mean, like a cooking maybe. But like not just like a, a lesbian reality show that they want to film their life. I feel like you. I feel your like, nose up no, on it. you know, here's the deal. Like I would, I would be a peripheral character at best. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I would also encourage Amos to be on it because Amos, I think, is a great representation. Yeah, and Amos is like um, a kind of a. A core member of the, you know, the Metro Detroit community. Like, she knows a lot of people. Yes. Um, I totally would do it because I feel like I'd make some money and then I could just focus on the podcast and my reality show and fuck off everything else. I would just be the one who comes in to create some drama every now and again and then leave. Mm -hmm. Really dramatic. Yeah. See, and I would all be planned ahead on my part. I feel like I would cause some drama too, but I'd probably just end up getting fucking stuck in it. I would probably set up a fight with you. You'd fight me? A public fight, like a verbal fight. No, we're, no. no Everybody it knows. For no, TV, no. it would be hilarious. No, it wouldn't work. You and I, we, no, we are on the same side. I fight with enough people as it is. We know this. Like, okay, that's I mean, fine. I, would I will be, always have your back. Exactly. And I'll always have your back. I'm saying so. we would fake fight just for the TV camera. I don't even want to fake fight. No, you're like my. All right, fine. No fake fighting then. I won't no. do that. You know. Because all the producers that are not us <laughs> are just but banging on our doors to have you, this reality But show. you know sure as shit that we, we've, we've kind of been, if there were, so no cameras, obviously, but all of these situations, which we'll get into next week when we get into everything, our group of friends, I mean, there was enough drama in the, I mean, and you were on the side. And I was on, oh, this, I was on the side with you. And, but, but, that's true. Yeah. I definitely was in the middle of that. Yeah. So I feel like, that, no, we wouldn't fight. You and I would be on the that's same side. That's true. Yeah. yeah, we would. Um. Okay. So, anyway, so there's okay. the annoying straight, straight couple. Uh, there's, the, <laughs> <laughs> there's the Jill and Nikki. And then yes. there's uh, Whitney. Steam pie? No. S steamy? Steamy? Steamy. Steamy. Steam pie. I, she's not. <laughs> okay, she, sorry. <laughs> Not steam pie. Fuck. Steamy. Not steam pie. No, but she wasn't an actual cast member. Oh, okay. Her girlfriend, Tracy, was the cast member. So Tracy was just sort of this beautiful, flawed. Like me. Yeah. Just kidding. Like, <laughs> totally freshly, kidding. like, coming out kind of character who was like, like me. this. Yeah, so just like you. Exactly like you. We're the same. I need it. Where's <laughs> like my. You where's, just came out Where's yesterday. my steamy? Where is your steamy? Where's my steamy? Okay. Um, and steamy has, like, kids, and, and so this chick, Tracy, is trying to, you know, she, her whole story arc is about her coming out to her mom and her mom, like, learning to live with the fact that she's a lesbian. Okay. Um, and then we, we talked about uh, Claire. Claire moving out. The messy Claire one. Yeah. And then there's... <laughs> Claire, was, Claire, was, Claire was good TV, though. And she, she, was, she was funny. She was probably my favorite character on the show. Um... And I say character, even though they're real people, because they do make characters out of them. Oh, 100%. Um, so we, we talked about Whitney, but did we really say who Whitney was? So okay, Whitney, so Whitney Mixer. Ends up becoming sort of the central character of the show. And she's a white girl with dreads. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let yep. that sit there. And so she uh, she bangs a lot of girls. She's got kind of the Brian Kinney thing, like hooking up and people falling in love. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like one of her things at the beginning is like, people might call me a player, but I'm not a player. 
Yeah, I mean... With this, you know, like, flirty smile, yeah. and it's like, oh, snooze, you're such a fucking snooze. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she did get a lot of girls, and again, 2010, so I am forgiving a lot of things because of that, because if somebody filmed me in 2010, I'd, I'd fucking go insane, because I, this dipshit stuff that I said, the dipshit stuff I said two weeks ago, is, it's cringy to me, but 2010, um, but yeah, different time. But so Whitney... I feel like she does become kind of the central character. Yeah. But in the beginning, she does come off as, um, yeah, she talks about, like, being a player, but she's not. She talks about how loyalty is one of her main things, although she literally is dating, like, five girls at once, and they don't know. I think, though, that, like, in terms of all the people on the show, and the, well, and then there's Romy, right? Yes, and then Romy. Um, but uh, Romy also hooked up with Whitney. Right. That was, like, a thing in the yeah, first season. Yeah, in the season. first season. So, yeah. And, and the Romy's kind of the... She's sort of a hot mess character. Like, she's single. Not exactly sure what she wants in her life. She lives in Long Beach. And... I don't know why that's important. I mean, but. she's just looking for, you know... Like, I think she's just trying to figure out who the fuck she is. Sure. And... Are you friends with Romy? You sound very supportive. We're really, really close. Okay. Yeah, we hang out all the well, time. Well, it kind of sounds like you're really, like... <laughs> You're kind of like hyping her up, but yeah. So no, I'm just I'm doing the opposite of what you want. What I really want. <laughs> no, we don't want to. I'm I mean, kidding. Because they're all real people. They, and they, and they really did put themselves out there yeah. in a way that I have never had to. So yeah, like, I can't imagine major. Oh, and then Rose, Rose, Rose was. I, oh, and I Saj was Saj the first season. As well? Saj was first season. So I'm just getting to her. So Rose is also kind of somebody who like. Hooked up a lot, right? Yeah. She, she kind of had that don't give a fuck attitude. And she was pretty... I remember her being, like, funny or clever or something. Rose was very... Uh, she was the... Well... She... <laughs> <laughs> Rose is very pretty. Yeah. Like, she's... she Her, like, uh, looks, she's very pretty. But she's just kind of a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah. And she's just really aggressive and really disrespectful to people while screaming about them being disrespectful to her. So it's like, well, I mean, yeah. no wonder people treat you like crap. The way you talk to people is kind of like crap. Yeah. But then again, she just came to Rosie's not that long ago and Amos was there and was like, she was really nice. So, oh I mean, again, it's reality view, reality lens versus real lens, right? Sure. I mean, I Wait, don't know. Rose did? Because Whitney did, too. I went yeah, to that Rose, party. Yeah, Rose was here. I went to that party, and I I got a pumpkin, and my friend Emma broke it. That's on you, Emma. Yeah, Emma, I can't even believe you oh. broke that pumpkin. Actually, it was for my mom, too. That's embarrassing. I mean, poor Janice Lee, she never got that pumpkin. Emma. You ruined Halloween. You ruined anyway, it. so back to okay. So then, and then Saj. So Saj came from somewhere else, moved to LA, came out, and it, the storyline was it well, was Saj was the only black character exactly. So that was and Rose was Puerto Rican. So those were our only two representation representation. Of of yeah, color. exactly. Outside of peripheral characters, in terms of cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, the thing with Saj is I don't know if that was real life or a storyline, but her shit went from zero to 60. Oh my God. Real quick. Real quick. So like she literally came out there, met a girl, fell in love, Within went to a party, weeks. crashed a car, everything. And this happened in like one episode. I think Saj was just super young. Yeah. Did they end up like going away from the Saj storyline? I think, I think, I feel like Saj just kind of petered out after the... I mean, it got, it got messy. I will say that. Like, that whole... I mean, it wasn't even a car accident. She was trying to... So she threw a party <laughs> for her girlfriend and was like, I'm out of here. Left and just just fucking ran into a car. Talked to the girl for a minute and then took off again. And, like, it was it was messy. But <clears throat> also, it just... Their situation was very <laughs> dramatic. And, again, I don't know if that happened in real life, if it was like that. But, um, I mean, that would give me a whiplash. Like, shit. So, so we have this group of girls, and it's really just a, that, and then just a so lot of like, hardcore sex scenes. And partying, well, partying and hanging out, and yeah. Sex, sex scenes. scenes. And honestly, I don't know how any of them did any of that. Oh my god. I mean, like, you'd have to be somebody who enjoys people watching you. Because, like, I they, think, well, you have to be that 
person, I think, to begin with to do a reality show, right? But then to like actually be able to be intimate with somebody else. And it, I mean, it was full on, like they like close ups, full on sex. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm in. Yeah, I think yeah. that's awesome that they were able to do that. But holy shit, I never would have. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe when I was in my twenties, I would have. Yeah. Sorry, mom. I'm just saying I had a lot less scruples back then. Sure. Okay. But that was, that was the surprising thing about the show. Cause it was like, it would just be this kind of like humdrum reality show punctuated with these full on fucking sex scenes that were like, ah, I mean, it was, you couldn't watch it with just anybody. Like you had to take that into consideration. Speaking of funny fact, fun fact. My youngest sister is the big fan of The Real L Word. She is married, and she is completely straight, <laughs> but she is was a huge fan. I don't know how she got on I don't. I think she might have been trying to actually watch The L Word and confused it, and then just got involved and was like <laughs> the a drama. huge fan. Yes. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Stacey. Hey, Stacey. She, not uh, steamy. No, not steamy. No. <laughs> So Stacey was, yeah, a huge steam pot. I don't know what, steam pot, whatever. Stacey was a huge fan of that, and I always just thought that was really funny because, I mean, she was probably the biggest fan I know. That is really funny. My youngest straight sister. Oh, my God. Wait, really quick on Stamey. I, back then, created a fake Facebook page (laughs) called Stamey Les. That was my name on it. Okay. And I put this really creepy cartoon picture, and the whole reason I created the account was for my sister, <laughs> was to just comment on my sister's page and, and make, because we couldn't. Andrea. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did she like Stamey? No, she wasn't particularly a fan of Stamey, but we also just, the name Stamey was just sticks so. Sticks out, yeah. It really sticks out. So it was one of those things where we, I don't know, something about Stamey, and we decided, I just decided to mess with her. Did she think it was Stamey? No, God, no. Oh, my God. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> um, that's hysterical. And then there was Mikey. 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 What did Mikey do? <laughs> uh, I don't know for sure, but I heard Mikey produced the L.A. Fashion Show. L.A. Fashion Week? Yes, L.A. Fashion Week. What is that? Um, Super Refer important. to the hills if you want to know about the L.A. Fashion oh. Week. Shut up. Refer Greatest. to the real L word if you want to know what Mikey has to say about the real. But if, refer to the hills if you want to know about everything else because the hills is the best. I have my voice. Like, I don't know that you should be calling another reality show the best when we're talking about a lesbian-centered reality show. I'm a little bit offended on behalf of lesbians everywhere in the real world. I literally don't care because <laughs> the hills is so important to me. I love you so much. The hills and oh my God, I love you. I know. Who doesn't? Except for everybody, but you do. I do. That's what matters. So Mikey. Mm-hmm. Mikey. Okay, so Mikey was um like in charge of LA Fashion Week, in ha- case you didn't know. Mikey had a hair do hair don't maybe, but this was 2010, so we should be kind of fair about it because I had a lot of hair don'ts too. Yeah, I mean I hear that. It's I still feel like it was a hair don't then. Though. Yeah, I just do. Okay, um, and Mikey was a producer of LA Fashion Week. We're just gonna keep saying that, and we will give you some context. And that's why we're part saying of the this. reason that we keep saying it is because that's pretty much all Mikey talked about when. Mikey was on screen. I'm no. the producer of Fashion Week. I'm the producer. Or it was either a fa- LA Fashion Week or to be fair, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. If I was the producer of LA Fashion Week, that's my this podcast sure, would be called promotion. This podcast would be called the producer of LA Fashion Week. All I would talk about is the producer of LA Fashion. Uh, same. You're just so queer. Well, yes, but I'm not the producer of LA Fashion Week. And so anyway, so Mikey was. So I feel like everywhere you go, you should just feel like I'm queer. That's true. Um, but does it carry the same clout? Probably not when you're just in a regular conversation, like with your doctor. But I don't, I don't know. A doctor. <laughs> that's, that's such privilege. I know it's right. I mean, like, such who has a doctor? I have a doctor. <laughs> what, like a re, like a an act? No, I don't know. who has that? <laughs> a um, primary care what? No, I don't have that. So Mikey was like this person who dated Raquel, who was a hairdresser, and. 
they didn't get along amazingly. Um, I remember Mikey was going to propose and they were going to get married like the same night and it didn't happen. Yeah. It was very dramatic and very yeah. ups and downs and they didn't last. And they didn't, I mean, in terms of the show, I feel like it was, they didn't do, I mean, they kind of, that was, it was one dimensional as far as Mikey goes. They really didn't get into her character. Yeah, I mean, like, it that. was all LA week or LA fashion week. Yeah. LA so, um, that's and, why it's all yeah. they're saying. And then, so that was, the first, first season, whatever, um, and the second season, we get into... Oh, Saj was the second season. Yes. They <sighs> follow up the second season with... Yeah, they add Saj the second season. Um, actually, and, yeah. Was Mikey first season or second Mikey season? Mikey was first season. Rose was first season. Oh, the Claire. Claire, Claire that we talked we about as first season. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Claire's first season, but Claire was second season. Oh, we're looking at the thing now, which we probably should have done in the beginning. But but you know what? Like, listen, it's all garbled up in our minds, and you're just coming along for the ride anyway. So yeah, just I mean, come I, along. watch the show if you actually want to know about it, because we're really, really don't. Have or it. if you've already watched it, then yeah, we're helping you revisit some of your fondest memories. <laughs> okay, so second season, Claire shows up. And leaves her girlfriend in New York, blah, blah, blah. Second We've season, Saj, yeah. And Chantel hits a car. Chanel. Uh, Chanel. Yeah. That's all right. Um, they were, like, a season. Oh, and then we are introduced to uh, the most beloved couple, Casey and Corey. Yes. Oh, Casey and Corey were lovely. They really were. They were the most relatable couple. I mean, I'd say they're some of like the most relatable people on reality TV. They really didn't seem to to change a lot for the show. It seemed like they were right. Well, I felt like the first season they were really focused on generally speaking pretty wealthy white women outside of Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whitney really sort of seemed to be the only one who probably had a little bit more financial issues in terms. I mean, like she had a roommate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she was not just living large. I mean, yeah. she was living in kind of a, I mean, she did live in a house in West Hollywood, so, I mean, that's, that's fair. true. That's pretty, but so, no, she wasn't, like, a... She's not a rich-ass white woman. She anyway. was not, yeah. yeah. So, and but second season, Casey and Corey were very relatable. Also seemed like they were not... They were, And they were definitely not. Yeah. I mean, they were struggling with their, like... Because they were going through IVF, yes. and it was... Or no, yes. was it IVF? And it was very expensive. No, it wasn't mm-hmm. I. It wasn't IVF? Um, they were... It was insemination, but... I don't know. Whatever. They were trying to have a kid. <laughs> they were trying to have a kid. What the fuck is IVF? <laughs> oh, I know. Intravenous fertilization. Intravenous. Intro. In Wow. Wow. We are definitely. How many drinks have I had? Intravenous <laughs> fertilization. Like <laughs> fertilizing you through your veins. <laughs> you had two drinks, dude. Um, no, it's not, it's just one of those things that you so don't think about. No, but they were trying to have a baby, but I was still like, it, I just remember them they saying something to have like, a baby. it was like a few thousand dollars a pop. So it was a lot not, of yeah. money. And they at first went way a, more than I ever spent on heroin. Season three. Season three. So season three is biracial. <laughs> but off, off. <laughs> let's just, oh my God. I like, I like that it's bi-coastal. Okay. Let's start again. <laughs> Okay. So season three. By Coastal. By Coastal. New York, LA. Then Whitney. The only two cities. Is the connector. Kiyomi is the other one. The well, she's not the connector, but she's the she's the quote unquote Whitney of the East Coast. Yeah, well, they kind of they portray that a bit in like when they're talking about um like in the trailer, like the show. Yeah. Whitney's so like, yeah. Kiyomi is the lead singer for this band, Hunter Valentine. Yes. Which is a good band. They're, uh, I don't know if they're still in, if they're still active. Yeah. I don't but, know. um, they were pretty popular. I saw them with Six Sarah. Six yeah. Sarah's also a good band. Check yeah. them out. But, um, yeah. So Kiyomi is like this, like super Brooklyn hipster chick. And her bandmates are all super Brooklyn hipster chicks. And it's, yeah, West Coast, East Coast. There's, I. And Whitney's the connector. I yeah. Mean, that's ultimately. Whitney, she marries Sada. Yes. And that does happen. Uh, they are no longer married. I do know that. 
So I don't know how long that lasted, but it does happen. They get married. So third season is kind of, it's a lot about the band and like just being in a band. And they're, it's interesting because they're like fairly successful in the lesbian circuit. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what that means as far as like, you know, what's, what's successful. I mean, I don't know if you can live off that or whatnot, but they're, they're a pretty successful band. Um, there are some new characters introduced, Lauren and uh, her girlfriend. I'm not. No, Lauren ends up dating uh, Kaomi. I know that because they actually came to Detroit. Well, they came to Ferndale and they played at the Loving Touch and Lauren was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't go. No, I didn't uh, every, go. All of our friends went yes. and I went. Um, I was not well that day or something. I thought you were going to say you were not welcome. So it's not welcome. <laughs> they don't like. <laughs> they don't like me. No, I was just. I wasn't. I was sick or something. I didn't go. I wasn't yeah. sick of Sarah. I was just sick. Sounds made up. <laughs> but um, well, that's kind of my excuse whenever I don't go somewhere. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I'm um, sick you're never anywhere. I'm always sick. And everywhere, I every time the I go, most sickly adult woman. You're on the never planet. there. Yeah, it's kind of lame, but. <laughs> So, yeah, so they were at um, Loving Touch, and they played, and Lauren was there, so they were dating at the time. I, I can't remember exactly what year that was, but um, they were a thing, and it was it was a different, you know, obviously, they're not focusing on L.A., which I feel like L.A., like, kind of like Sex in the City, how New York was almost a character. Yeah. Like, L.A. was kind of a character for the L Word and the real L Word, so it was kind of interesting to do the whole, you know, New York, L.A. thing. Um because I, I don't know i also felt like though with the new york characters that like they were trying to go for so gritty yeah that's what i mean like it was so hipstery and not yeah. even it wasn't you didn't really i don't really connect with them not that i connect with characters but you know it wasn't i don't know it wasn't my thing but um yeah so that was actually i think that was the most successful of the three seasons though well i mean they yeah. got momentum so yeah the show itself, overall, um, it was... I had fun with it. it. Discontinued after... Three season, seasons. Three seasons, and... Um, it was fun. Oh. It was... Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah? Mostly, it was fun to sort of make fun of other people's lives. At least and, for and, me. Yeah, and they put themselves out there, and they boldly did that. So, hey, all respect Absolutely. to the people that did and that. I'm not going to... 100% make fun of their lives right now, but I am going to say that's why I think it was successful for three seasons. Yeah. Um, so when I lived, we, Evie and I both lived on the West Coast, um, but I lived mostly between LA and Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas a lot too. So I will say one night, um, I my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend at the time, we went to a, a, like a bar, a night out in Las Vegas, and um, uh, from the second season, there was a girl named Francine, and she was like Claire's Francine was, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she was the yeah. So the ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend Claire, that Claire went yeah. back to see if she was still in love with her or not. She was there that night Race along chaser. with Coolio. What? I swear to God. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the context or why they were both there, but the, it was a lesbian night. And the DJ was, okay, so it's coming to me. There was a DJ, and she used to DJ at the dinosaur parties. If you don't know what the dinosaur parties is, check it out. It's like, it's a golf weekend, I think. Yeah, in, in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. And it's just like a lesbian extravaganza. It's pretty much a white lesbian, more moneyed lesbian experience. I mean, I don't, it's a lot of younger people. I don't know if it's money because truthfully, a lot of people that I know that went like, it's kind of like a festival thing. You just save up to go. And especially if you're in the West coast, it was only a couple hour drive. I mean, I guess I, it was money and it definitely it was money. more. Wait, it's I definitely know. moneyed. I mean, Palm Springs is moneyed. I know, but I'm not, I went to Palm Springs all the yeah, time. Yeah, but you probably know. went with a ton of people and that's fine. I and I get that, but I'm not. But I didn't go to Dinah Shore. But anyway, regardless, it was there was a DJ. Um, kind of like spring break for lesbians. Yes, exactly. White like lesbians, that. mostly. Yes, exactly like that. So um, we went uh, out. It, this DJ. And Dinah Shore was not a lesbian. She wasn't. And she's not actually happy about the. I actually hated that Dinah Shore weekend became a lesbian. Yeah. 
So okay, so Evie's not a fan sure. of Dinosaur. <laughs> so we already can see where that's going. But um, Dinosaur Weekend, uh, it sounds like Dinosaur Weekend, which would be way more kind fun. Kind of appropriate. It'd be more fun to be having Dinosaur, dinosaur Weekend. Dinosaur Weekend? Oh, my, oh God. my God. Like Jurassic Park? Amos has Dinosaur Skin. Dinosaur? Dinosaur. What are you talking dinosaur. about? Dinosaur. Dinosaur. I, I, I have literally no clue. Dinosaur. She has dinosaur skin. Like on her body? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, that's a conversation for another day. I don't know that you can get away with just saying something. I don't know. I think skin. I just did. All right. You heard it here first. first Breaking news. Amos has dinosaur skin. Good luck, Amos. Um. Anyway, so what I was getting at is we were at a party and Coolio was there along with Francine. <laughs> so that's that on the real hour. Dinosaur is white. Amos has dinosaur skin. Francine and Coolio hang out. Um, yeah. And Whitney still does uh, lesbian events. She was at uh, our local lesbian bar not too long ago. And so does Rose. Rose from the first season. Okay. She was the last person who was at Rosie's. Mm, yeah. Okay. Just a few months ago. Fair enough. I did not make it for that, but. Yeah. Well, Amos did. Rosie O'Grady's. Um, I do realize that I was calling it Rosie O'Donnell's for a long time. <laughs> uh, my bad. It's actually called Rosie O'Grady's. So I do apologize to Rosie uh, From O'Grady's. four episodes ago. Or yeah. however many. At least like 14. But Whatever. okay. Um, awesome. So yeah. Real hour. That's that. Real L word. You don't need to watch the show because we really ever actually unless you want to. You should watch it. You know why you should watch it? Support queer shit. Eileen, yeah. Oh, also, we are going to talk a little bit for one second about uh, there is a parody. Autostraddle did an awesome parody on the oh real God, award. The parody and, is hilarious. Yes, we are going to put a link in that, and I strongly suggest watching it. Well, watch the real award too, because no matter what, they. You know, they they had good intentions, and it it was yeah, about absolutely some representation. So, you know, support. Listen, bottom line, when it comes down to it, if they had filmed our group of friends doing like sort of the same kind of like thing, it would have been equally cringy, equally absolutely hilarious, equally I'm going to make fun of this person's hair, equally all you know what I mean, all of those things. Who do you think you would have been in most like in the real L word? The real L word. Oh god. I don't know who who are you? Me? I don't know, but you I think I don't you don't look There's no Jenny. <laughs> You're kind of like Whitney's roommate. <laughs> Like she Ashley? was just yeah, she was just really funny and like chill and there, but like not super involved in it, but kind of like judgy from the back. I kind of feel like you're the same character in terms of our friends. I don't yeah. know, maybe mm, I don't know. When we first met, though, I would have been way more of a different character. I feel like I would have been Coolio. <laughs> I don't know how he's connected, but he's fucking at that real hour party. So, all right. Well, uh, so that is a real hour. Watch it. It's hysterical. Um, it's worth watching. I don't know what It's we... worth supporting queer endeavors. It's worth supporting queer people. Sure. Just do it. Do it. Put it on the background. Yeah. I don't know what we just did to the show or how we explained it, but. Um, we did I... something to it. Yeah. <laughs> we maybe fucked it. And that might be the best end Ugh. for the real L word. Getting fucked. Getting fucked. Oh, well, since we're doing the real L word, I feel like it's appropriate to, like, you know, crush on people that, like, represent us. So I'm going with fucking Corey McGinn. Out of case in Corey. Now, I sound like a total douchebag because I shipped them. I rooted for them. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't work, though. She shipped them. Did you hear that? She I, shipped them. I said that just because I was trying to see if you could. She was, she yeah, was. and I caught it. I didn't ship them. They were, like, together. So, and, But um, she still shipped them. Casey and Corey, you guys are so cute. But it didn't work. And uh, Corey, yeah, she's super. I mean, her whole journey, like, it was, I don't know. I feel like such a dick saying that because watching them together, it was tricky. But, hey, you Corey know, people break up. Corey is so cute. Uh, yeah, so she's my crush this week. I'm gonna go with it. Fuck it. That's cool. I'll take Casey. Corey. It's fine. 
So Casey's your crush? Casey's totally my crush. Crush? Absolutely. Your crush? My crush. Your crush? My crush. Okay, so Casey Corey hit us up. <laughs> so grody. Well, you know, part of it, though, I feel no, like... No, don't hit you up. See, you're not... No, I, I don't mean to limp you with me because... No, for good. me, I'm just saying that I feel like part of the reason that I think that I enjoyed them so much is that they were more authentic than I feel like some of the other characters. Sure. The cast, yeah. Yeah, cast. Fun <laughs> show, though. Watch the show. Totally I mean, watch the show. You're yeah. all going to get a different crush. I mean, like, listen. Like, I also love Sada. I love, like, I can't stand, like, other people, but... I'm going to leave you with one last Ashley story. Ashley is also Look, awesome. One last story. Real quick. Real award. Please. There was a party in um in Massachusetts in uh, da, 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 Randolph, Mass. There's, like, uh this... Randolph, place- Mass. Uh, you can terrible. do everything, bad. but Boston accent is tricky. Not do Mass Boston. So South Shore, Randolph. It's so basically it was like this place that has um. There's a pool, so they have like tea parties, which are like kind of daytime dance parties, yada yada. Almost like um, what is that place out on the west side of the state, the Dunes? You know, uh, yeah. So uh, Randolph, Mass. Whitney Mixer, one of one of her party, not like Sleeping Bear Dunes, but the Dunes. That it's like a bar, a hotel, has like a pool. No so you can have I don't know. We're moving on. on. Anyway, Randolph Mass has it's <laughs> a bar, hotel, pool. They have like tea dances, nighttime like clubs. I don't know if it's still a thing anymore, but it was then. R- Whitney Mixer had a party there. Um in Sagatok? No. Oh my god, in Massachusetts. I went with Natasha, oh, so we went there. <laughs> Whitney Mixer was there. There was this big blow up like water slide thing that you ran and like jumped on and you would slide to the other side. Natasha and I just had to get pissed drunk at like 1130 in the morning. I tried to do it. I got stuck halfway through um, in like the part of the slide and where the blow up thing comes in, like literally like stuck in the middle of it that, that I had to awful. pull myself out of and crawl oh out of God. the rest of the way. <laughs> And Whitney Mixter was there, and she said, I can't remember what she said, but she said something nice, but it was ridiculous. So Whitney Mixter was cool. So it's a good, you know. Yeah, I'm sure she tells that story to everybody, too. Obviously. Who wouldn't tell I all the stories? I would tell that me? story all the time. Yeah. I can't believe I told it, but whatever. So embarrassing. No, it wasn't embarrassing. It wasn't that embarrassing. It's a fucking water slide, and I was drinking, and oh, I, got, I love you. I got stuck up in the corner of it. I almost well, suffocated. Good job. Oh, well, God, a good job not suffocating. Yeah. We'll see how that works because yeah, it'll I, come to yeah. one day I'll suffocate myself. Yay, Whitney. Thanks for being nice. All right. So we're all word. Watch it. Learn it. Love it. Living, loving, life. No, no. It's the, it was just the other night. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to scream and fight. I don't want to talk about it. I don't remember. Exactly. So, real all word. kind of pretty much the whole song. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. All right. This was fun. Because lesbians want to talk about fucking everything. So that song was a terrible choice. But anyway, moving on. We need to stop talking. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Stay weird. (laughs) And be so queered. Bye. Bye. Oh, check us out on social. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. At Queerdos on Facebook. Uh, Queer Podcast on Instagram. And we're seriously going to do a Twitter. I swear it's going to happen. I love Twitter. Okay. I hate Twitter. Oh, you, you got Twitter. Okay. Bye. Bye.